to another marvelous episode of College Football Showdown. I am the governor of college football. With me, as always, is my co-pilot, Jalen Wilson. Jalen, it's been a couple of days since our last episode. What you been up to, bro? Um, getting some editing done. You know, I you know I had to work today, so last night I finished up. Uh, well, at least I started on some editing, and uh, I was watching like a couple movies, a couple shows. I was like, man, I ain't got to work. I'm like, man, I'm gonna- what, you, what you watch? Oh, uh, paid in full. Ah, yeah, right, right there, man. That's yeah, that's one of the movies I could quote, man. It's one of the quotables, man. No rice, no champagne, no nothing. <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, what is it on? Like, I'm like, Paramount Plus. Okay, let me go on there because originally I was gonna watch The Wood, but now I saw paid in full. I'm like, you know, I hold on, full. you said The Wood is on Paramount Plus. Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's what hey, I said. On Google. I'm watching that tonight, bro. <laughs> I watched uh, Johnson Family Vacation yesterday, bro. Okay. <laughs> it's been a minute. I don't think I've seen it since like 05, 06. So it's just good watching Dang. that again. That that movie came out when I graduated. So to see the fashion and stuff, it was a constant reminder that I don't know what we were wearing in 2004. But we were <laughs> bro, I'll be going watching some shows and it'd be like, like were you watching The Wire? Like, yeah, like, like it'd be so funny seeing people wear like they head, like headbands and wristbands. Oh, uh, yeah, big headbands, wristbands, big, like, big oversized t shirts. Granted, we didn't wear them as big as they did in Baltimore, but we, we wore the big tees too. Uh, but also, around that time period, we started getting into the smaller tees, like, like white tees were such a thing. Like every neighborhood had a person that sold white tees, or you just run up to like when Kmart was popular, run up to Kmart. Get you like you know, two or the three or four packs, and you was good for the week. And that was something yeah. that went on, you know, yeah. every week and type thing. And you had to have your nice little wife beat on too. Yeah. Hey, um, before we get to college football, I want to say this though. I showed my sister, and my brother, uh, the uh, Soldier Boy crank that video. <laughs> Bro, they was like, "What's up with clothes he got on? Why his clothes so big?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that was just a style back then. You know what's interesting is that some of the baggier clothes are coming back. They are as yeah, baggy, are. but there's these they uh are. pants, like these uh they're like uh trendy pants. I don't know, I don't know who make them. You probably would, but I see a lot of the, the guys in LA wearing them like DDG and all them. I've even seen somebody hooping them. I'm like, it's it's funny how it comes back, but yeah. I, I cringe with some of the stuff I used to wear because I used to wear, but like I said, there was a time period though where me and my brother started wearing smaller clothes before everybody else was wearing them. But like, oh, one, everything was baggy, bro. I was wearing like XL jerseys. I wear small, bro. <laughs> I wear small, but I was wearing XL back then, bro. I had to, I had to Warren set jerseys, but my shoe game was always crazy with these all black phone pauses. Oh my God. Yeah. So, um, so it seems like we've been up to a lot of the same things. So, into the news, Jim Harbaugh and the LA Chargers have agreed on a deal. Jim Harbaugh is officially back in the NFL, and you kind of just got the thought that, you know, his job being a Michigan man was going to Michigan, win a national championship by any means necessary, and what happens, happens. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, it looks like. Going to an NFL club, the one thing that he wanted is amnesty. I haven't seen anything. Maybe you have, Jalen, that he's going to get amnesty from these clubs. But it leads to such a much different conversation. Uh, we now officially three of the four coaches that were in the college football playoff and there are different places or or, or gone. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Sark is the only one still there. 
yeah, Nick Saban retired. Jim Harbaugh, he's in the NFL now. And then Kayla DeBoer went from Washington to Tuscaloosa. So I think with these sanctions come coming, we're going to see a max exodus. I think with this happening so late in the coaching carousel process, this would have been arguably the biggest job on the market. But it's happening so late. I guess the only thing that makes sense is for Sharon Moore to become the head coach. I think that's the only way you can save face. And, you know, what? not having a bunch of players leaving, but with these sanctions coming, I'm, I'm just not sure how the NC2A is just going to handle that. So it's a lot to uncover. Jalen, talk to me. Um, You know, when this news hit, I wasn't shocked. Uh, but, I mean, you remember we talked about um, possible candidates, and I was just like, it's going to be hard to like, come up with, like, who could it be, and then... Like I was just like, man, like like Sharon Moore is like top, the the top one, um, and it makes even more sense now just because, um, what you said, like it's so late in the cycle, so it's harder to find somebody. Like you, you know, I mean, you're not gonna get Mike Norvell; he just signed an extension. You're not gonna get your Dan Landing; he signed an extension. Not saying those were possible guys, um, but also it's like you also want to keep recruits. From this from this uh recruiting cycle that isn't signed or that aren't signed, and then you want to keep and keep a good relationship or keep yeah keep a good relationship with the coaches and recruits for the next season because I mean, you know, you you hire a new coach they gonna bring in some new staff and so the twenty twenty five recruits ain't gonna be familiar with them maybe. So they might just be like, okay, well, I'm not liking, you know, y'all not having Sharon Moore as a head coach or even OC now. So, you know what? I want to be recruited by this school, that school, and this school. You know, Michigan's not my top three or my top five no more. Um, I'm no longer that much interested in Michigan because I don't have a good relationship with this coach or I don't know much about this coach. And it's easy for me to know Kalen DeBoer than it is for me to know whoever Michigan's next head coach would be. Um, so Sharon Moore being hired makes sense. And I actually love it. It's uh, the spe- only way that you can go, in my opinion. But yeah. continue. I mean, he was 4 0 without hardball. That's that's the only logical decision. Anybody else, mass exodus. Yeah, like, es- like especially you know, you keep that familiarity with like some of the players returning on the team. And I feel like that's always been important uh when it comes to like building a team you know it could to continue having a coach that was on that coaching staff um fill in or replace a coach that left for a upgraded position is always important um like i mean for example this is different sport but joe when i mean udoka uh was fired from the Celtics. they were like okay well it's letting the, the coach thing well we gotta hire joe mazula Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown used to him, Mark Smart used to him, Al Horford's used to him, the whole team's used to him. He was on the coach staff with, with Brad Stevens, so they're used to him. And it was like, okay, well, you know, we made the, the East Conference Finals. He did well. It was some things here and there that we like. We, we still going to roll with him. Why? Because there's no point to bringing in a new coach um, when that would have been, what, Tatum and Brown's, like, third coach in three years. Uh so familiarity, I feel like, is important. And, you know, keeping that familiarity with your players is is, is really important because, I mean, that's how you keep players uh, in, 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 
in today's age of college football. Because if you don't, hey, they're just going to transfer. That's a fact. So going further into this, we know that sanctions are coming. Hardball new sanctions will come in. Michigan knows sanctions are coming. Now, I wonder how will the NCAA, Charlie Baker and company, how will they view this? Way? Like, Will they view the self-imposed sanctions and some of the sanctions that came down from the Big Ten as harsh enough? Of course, they're going to be scholarship cuts. Of course, they're going to be visitation cuts. Are we going to see postseason bans? Like, we saw how well Tennessee handled the Jeremy Pruitt situation. Granted, super late, of course, but those self-imposed sanctions certainly help with the NCAA's sanctions that were, that were to come. So, you know, I guess what I'm wondering is how harsh are these sanctions going to be, Jalen? And then... More importantly, are they going to be so harsh that we may possibly see a postseason match? That's where the interesting part gets in because the NCAA sometimes just wishy-washy with like the whole stuff. Um, yeah, it's a lack like, of consistency. Yeah, um, it's, it's it's wishy-washy. Now, if you want to make a point, it'd be a postseason ban. Now, but if they just want to be like. Uh yeah, you know we gonna punch them just so we we don't get in trouble or so we so people aren't on our head about not punishing them for cheating. Um, then they'll just be like a uh, I don't know, a couple sashes taken away, slap on the wrist. Uh, he, here like uh, but do we see a postseason ban? I think if we do, it's gonna be one year. I couldn't see them giving like a two year or three year postseason ban, but. It's, it's, it's going to be one year because I don't see them really getting two or three out of this. Like, I, it's it's so hard because, I mean, as I say, like, it's what you watch with the NSA. But yeah, one, one year at most. Yeah, I, I can certainly agree with that. You look at it, you look at one of the bigger brands in the sport. Like, when Michigan is great, the sport is great. More people are tuned in. Think about the amount of people that watch the college football playoff. Not just the national championship, but the people that watch the semifinal. Like, I felt like the NCAA got it right. Now, I, I have a thought, Jalen, and this going to kind of go off script. We looked at three of the four teams, three of the four coaches of teams that were in the national championship have moved on. Like, I started to think, like, have they moved on because of some uncertainties of the future of the sport? Like, was was Nick Saban, like, was this truly his last hurrah? Or, you know, did he want to get in TV? Because we don't really know what the sport's going to look like a couple years from now. Yeah. Like, right. this 12-team playoff is going to change the dynamic of it. You know, Pac-12 going to certainly change the dynamic of it as well. So I, I want you to touch on that a little bit before we moved on. Um, I think it could be, you know, I, I always hate when people bring up the whole Saban. Oh, yeah. You know, he only left because he couldn't adjust to like the new style of college football when it's, uh, oh, any player can go anywhere and any team get anywhere. I mean, it's funny. Like people was like, because I, I, I mean, you know, the saying like a lie can be told so much, basically, that it becomes a truth. Right. Um, right. For sure. And I feel like a lie was like, oh, man, NIL is really uh, hurting Alabama when it comes to recruiting. I'm like. Bro, they had like a top two class. No, no, no. I probably sure heard so many people say that over the past like year and a half. And it's like, bro, do y'all not check the recruiting rankings? Like, bro, they're still like one. You know, they they they, they, they were two last year. They were top five the year before. Like, 
I don't think they're really hurt by it. Um, transfer portal, sure, that's every team, right? Um, it's definitely parody, but it's it they it, Alabama wasn't hurting by a long shot. Yeah, I, I got a question for you. This is something I do. So I talk Buffalo Bills with certain people, <laughs> but with others I won't. Like because there's such a gap in fandom, I, I won't do it. Like I, I'm sure there's certain people you won't talk NBA with. Like you know, you be like, I'm not gonna even engage in an argument with this dude because he ain't watching enough ball. He don't know ball the way I know ball. Yeah, depending you know what on I'm saying? the topic. Like, in air. Yeah, Twitter. Twitter does this amazing thing where everybody is an analyst. Everybody has all of these great ideas, but how, how deep in this are you? Like, I go to sleep thinking about college football, bro. And I know you the same way, dog. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's the off season. I'm still, I love this shit, man. Um, but what you asked me, like, I think some of Nick Saban's reason maybe because maybe he didn't like the way college football was moving. Also, think some of the reasons why uh, why he retired is also because I mean I feel like he's what seventy two, like he's getting up there in age. You probably feel like, hey, you know, coaching is taxing. TV might be a much easier job for me. Um, so, because I think it was a report, I forget by who, I, I forget by who, but it was like, oh well, he's he, you know he he went to his house in Florida, and you know that's basically kind of how where he made his decision to retire. I'm like, shoot, I bet you know, it, hey. Going going down to Florida in January, probably nice. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. Now DeBoer, I think he left just because it's an opportunity to go from Washington to Alabama. You know, on you know, I don't know if Washington fans will admit this, but I'd rather go to Alabama than Washington when it comes to uh coaching and college For football. several reasons. For several yeah. reasons. Um Harbaugh left? I feel like Harbaugh left because uh I one, I feel like he he did what he had to do. He won a championship. Like I feel like he was like, okay, I did my duties. I I, I won a championship. I brought Michigan back. I did my job. Like I I also feel like he left somewhat because of like the sanctions a little bit. You know, I feel like he knows Michigan is gonna get in trouble. So he's kind of like, oh, you know, this is finally my chance. And you know, I you know, and I bring a championship here, so it's not like y'all can really like criticize me too much. You know, y'all can say, Oh, where you ran from the sanctions? That's cool. But hey, I won a championship. So, you know, Michigan fans can't hate me too much. Uh the uh the um Michigan media cartel can't hate me too much. <laughs> uh that's well, funny though. Yeah, like but I I also wish it was a world where hey I wish Michigan lost and Alabama won to see what will happen. Will Harbaugh still go to the NFL? Will Nick Saban still retire? Cause ah <laughs> uh, I see I see what you're saying. That's dope. You know I wish it was a world where that happened because it's like oh like do do these two things still happen? Like does Harbaugh say I take on the sanctions? Oh well we finna you know. Thug it out for another couple years if I got to. Does Nick Saban be like, we want a championship? I feel like we can go back to back. So I'm finna return. You know? I so I do wish it was the world where that happened. I mean, of course, Kalen DeBoer goes to Washington. I don't think I mean I mean Kalen DeBoer uh 
wins or loses, I feel like this it uh makes no difference because like, still I stay feel put. Like yeah. And so Chad Fish would have to stay put. And all all's all's well, right? <laughs> you, yeah, you know. That's a that's a theory I never even thought about. So let's talk about the ACC. I'm a member of the ACC media, a, a credential one. Uh, I'm able to vote on preseason All Americans. They're constantly sending me emails nonstop. So let's get into these Thursday and Friday specialty games. Also, can't wait to go to ACC Media Days. I know it's in July, but I still can't wait. So the ACC is feeding us, man. Week one, we have North Carolina versus Minnesota. Also on week one, we got NC State versus WCU. We got Wake Forest versus North Carolina A&T. Those are all week one. Uh, week eight, we got Boston College versus Virginia Tech. Now, if you've seen that game last year, Virginia Tech ran all over Boston College. So I'm sure Boston College is look, looking for a little bit of payback. But to see that Sandman at nighttime, Jalen, I'm trying to tell you, it's an out-of-body experience. I love Bridgeforth Stadium. I love the game day atmosphere there. But when that Sandman is playing, Right before kickoff and the lights go off in the stadium, it's just one of those things, man. It's like this drug that, you know, once you have it the first time, you're chasing that high for the rest of your life. That's what it's like watching the game in <laughs> <laughs> Lane Stadium. Week nine, we also have Syracuse at Pitt. That'll be a good game. We'll get to see Kyle McCord go to work that day. Uh, NC State, NC State always plays a lot of weekday games. I don't, I don't know why that is, but they're they're playing a a budding program in Georgia Tech. That's on Thursday, week thirteen. Some of the Friday games, week one, we got Duke versus Elon. Uh, week one, we got Stanford versus TCU. That'll be a good game. Week two, we got SMU versus BYU. We also have Stanford versus Syracuse. That is week four. Week five, we got Virginia Tech at Miami. I'm interested to see what this Virginia Tech program do this year. Week eight, we got Florida State at Duke. They gave us a pretty interesting game last year. Week nine, we got Louisville at Boston College. Boston College will be looking for revenge because Louisville beat the crap out of them. <laughs> week 11, we got Cal versus Wake Forest. So out of the weekday games, yes, we know ACC release their full schedule. But you know us, man. We like to break it down. Talk to me about some of your favorite matchups of the weekday games. Duke FSU. Um, Manny Diaz, what, first year back as a head coach since, what, 2021? Um, so I'm actually interested in seeing that matchup. Uh, I feel like that could be a... Depending on where FSU is and depending on where Duke is at the season, for FSU, it might be a trap game. Um, for Duke, it might be a, hey, really, how good are you, Dan? Um, that, that game is on, what, a Friday? So, mm-hmm. week, week eight, okay. Man, that's a good matchup for week eight Friday game. Okay. UNC, Minnesota. I'm interested in. Um, why? Because I like PJ. I like Mike Brown. I want to see where both programs are, especially after Minnesota has been up and down the past two seasons. They started out good this season. They uh, 
ended the season just bad. Um, last season they was up and down. UNC they was really supposed to be like a team in the in the ACC that was uh supposed to compete for like what the past two years, three years. They mm-hmm. Matt Brown hasn't underachieved there, but it definitely hasn't been. It hasn't been two expectations that you know where they or where people has projected them sometime. Like I know people thought they were supposed to be better last year, or was it Sam Howells last year also when they like they kind of underperformed? Yeah. yeah, they did. Um, so that's gonna be an interesting game because, like, one, I mean, I think it's Big Ten ACC, but I've I've always found it interesting that you know PJ Fleck, his career at Minnesota has been good, but it's sometimes his team is wavy, and or yeah, wavy up and down. Um, and then UNC it's supposed to be the like, are they? Supposed to be uh ACC contender next year. Hey, depending on what the way both teams look this game, hey, I might make that decision. Probably won't because I don't base things off of one game. Um, you know, unless your defense just give up 50, then I'll be like, okay, yeah, your defense sucks. Um that that's the game. Then also, I'm interested in seeing uh what you said, Virginia Tech, Miami. Yeah. Why? That's a good one. Cause I want to see Mario Cristobal. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm honestly interested to see what Mario Cristobal does this season. Cameron Ward, I'm interested to see what you do this season. Why? Because Cristobal is not is is not known to to really be quarterback friendly. Um, and I mean, you know, Cameron Ward is supposed to be a draft pick going into next season, but you know, I don't know how. Much of a high draft pick you're going to be with Mark with Mark Cristobal in the reins because I mean Mark Cristobal he kind of held back Justin Herbert he some of some of it he held back Tyler Van Dyke last year um, some of it was also just Tyler Van Dyke trashing it up out there like he sometimes Tyler Van Dyke just wasn't good um, but yeah, I'm interested in those three games another game I'll be paying like attention to that. You know, depending on how each team looks that week would be Syracuse versus Pitt. Mm. The depend on depend on how the teams look. You know, if both teams look like okay, I'm probably not bowl eligible. Um, but you know, we've had close games here and there. I might tune in. You know, but if both teams looking like hey, you know, we starting off the season good. We, we lost a couple games here and there, but you know, this matchup, you know, could could mean a lot. Uh. Because you know both teams could be competitive, so yeah, I, I'm really interested in seeing that matchup, especially with a uh, Syracuse new head coach. Yeah, I'm a I'm a huge fan of our uh, friend Brown. I really get excited about when I see, you know, like press conferences of you know the new coach that you just hired. You know, it's it's part of the interviewing process. These guys know what it's like. You know, they know how to get the the program going. But it it was so passionate, and I believe he had some some amazing pieces in place, uh, play especially at the quarterback position with Kyle McCord or Rondé Gaskin. I don't care if you want to call him a wide receiver, tight end, ha- however you you see fit. That team has certainly got some pieces. Well. And that I guess the part I hate about it is you know Dino uh, Babers, you know being let go, 
But yeah, you know, this is uh, this is just you know, college football is one of those things, man. Either it's it's all about continued success. If you can't have continued success, and that certain programs, you know, su- the success needle moves. But yeah, I'm excited for that game as well. So uh, let's talk about CJ Stroud. Yeah, donates to Ohio State Buckeyes and IL. I believe he's the first former player to be a huge contributor for his former program. I think this is going to kind of be a trend moving forward. I think this is something that we'll see if you love your program and your program was meaningful for you and it helped propel you to the right decision and you enjoyed your stay and you want to bring a championship there, even if you couldn't do it. Hey, I'm I'm all for that. Jalen, talk to me. Um, I actually like this. You know, it's. It, I mean, I feel like this thing has been in college football for a while now. Maybe we're not with NIL, but we're like, of course, Both former ways. players. Yeah, Brady uh, was a staple yeah. at Ann Arbor when they got their Michigan man to Jim Harbor. Yeah, like just players, um, recruiting high school recruits, like for like, you know, if Alabama bringing like a Derrick Henry to recruit a top running back, or um, if a Clemson brought in, I, I, I don't know, Trevor Lawrence to recruit a top quarterback. Like, you know, just it just would be a good thing. But now, like, they're able to be like, hey, um, I'm able to, like, pitch in to help you get this recruit. And I could donate this NIL. I actually like it. Um, CJ Stroud doing it, I, like, I love it. Um, That's I feel a like tax he, write-off as well, isn't it? I don't know. Is it? I'm quite certain. Yes, it's a donation. Okay. I'm quite certain it's a it's a it's a tax write off. So, not that you'll get all that money back, but it's certain certainly something that you can claim. And yeah. CJ Stroud will be one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL if he's able to continue this yeah. year two, three, and, Baller. and Baller. yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, um, honestly, like I'm like, hey, see. Now is a is a Buckeye heart like, like I feel like he's more of a Buckeye and uh like a Justin Fields uh you know no disrespect or anything that's feel but I feel like oh like I feel like you know if if uh he if if injuries were turned were turned off for some for some somehow in life. He would have played another season at Ohio State. Like, you know, like I feel like, hey, he 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 he's like one of those players like that really kind of don't want to leave, but he's like, hey, you know, I could come back, but I might suffer an injury if I come back and drop my draft stock, but hey, I gotta leave. But I honestly feel like he's one of those players that no matter how old he gets, he's gonna have love for his his college. He's gonna be an alumni. And he's gonna be hurt if they start doing bad. You know he he he's gonna be a diehard fan for his school, and honestly, like I kind of like that for uh for this whole NIL stuff because it are it is some of these people like Taylor Lewan. He's a Michigan guy. He loves Michigan. I I, I see that on his podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he has anything to do with NIL at Michigan. He might. Oh, and I remember them saying like Uncle T was involved with with, with some type of stuff, and they he 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 might have been like Uncle T. It could have been Taylor Wan, could have been Tom Brady. Um, but 
like players players are going to be doing this more often now um I wonder if more Ohio State players are going to do it because he Stroud doing it. Like, is Chris Olave going to be like, hey, yeah, uh, let me get on that too? Is Garrett Wilson going to be like, yeah, let me get on that too? You know, Garrett Wilson did retract his, or not retract, but he did uh, say, or like he did, he did what he he stayed and played that game in the Rose Bowl. Like, you know, I feel like he loved it. Yeah. Like, like, um, I wonder if more Ohio State players that played with CJ Stroud does this. Cause I mean, I feel like that I feel like that team was connected. I feel like that CJ Stroud first year team was connected. I feel like that CJ Stroud second year team was really connected, especially near the end of that season. When they were when 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 they didn't make uh the Big Ten championship game because they lost to Michigan, then they almost beat Georgia. Like, oh like I feel like that team was a hundred percent like locked in during during that time. Um, but yeah, I mean players doing this is good. They always done this just without the money. Sometimes. Um yeah, you're gonna see more players doing it for Alabama, for Georgia, for LSU, um, for Michigan, for oh no, whatever teams else like USC. I'm trying to think of teams that produce Lots of NFL players. Texas, they're gonna, they were probably gonna have some players doing it. Even though, I mean, they can toss however, however much money they want to. You know, they they uh, oil rich down there. So, yeah, I mean, I actually like this. Yeah, this is dope. Like you said, this is gonna start a trend, and we're gonna see a lot of players. You think about like, like you said, the, all the programs that you mentioned. Put a bunch of players in the NFL, a bunch of players with the right amount of money, and they can attack this thing like, yo, we are no longer there, but we're still a part of the program. We still come back and visit when we yeah. can. Like, you know, week one of the college football season, the NFL season hasn't even started. So you'll see a lot of them on the sideline or you see them on the sideline during the bye week. So this is great. This is going to help programs get those marquee players. It's a reason why Ohio State has been active in a transfer portal. And like you said, it takes a leader like C.J. Stroud who's a leader of men, to start something like this, and a lot of people won't get on board. In our first discussion of the day, I want to talk about some quarterbacks headed into the 2024 season that will have to have a prove-it year for their respective fan bases. So I'm sure you got a list. I can't wait to hear this list. I got a couple of guys I'm thinking of as well. So talk to me, Jalen. Prove-it year. <laughs> well, I guess we're... So I was like, man, fan base. Um, I was like, Kyle McCord. He's even though Syracuse fan base isn't probably like used to seeing him, they probably heard some things about what Ohio State fans said about how he held the offense back. Um, he's gonna have to have a proof year, you know. He he's in for a proof year just because. I feel like at some point he did hold the offense back. I remember, I remember me and you was on the phone. I think Moon was on the phone too. And you, I was in. I think you asked me. I was like, I was like, Ohio State one of the top teams too. We were discussing like our college football uh, favorites at this time. This was like week five of college football, maybe week four of NFL. But um, yeah, because I think Justin Fields just got hurt that week. He had that wrist injury, and you was asking me like, um. 
some stuff, and then you asked me, I was like, yeah, I don't really like Kyle McCord. He was like, well, who, 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 who you like more, Carson Beck or Kyle McCord? I was like, Carson Beck. Like, I like I feel like Carson Beck is a better quarterback. Um, so Kyle McCord is definitely in for a proof year. He performed okay, but you could see at times it was like, man, if we had DJ Straff, if we had Dwayne Haskins, if we had Justin Fields, if we had um, – if 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 we had I'm trying to go other quarterbacks, <laughs> definitely not JT Barrett. Maybe Braxton <laughs> Miller. Um, you know, man, we we we'd be title favorites right now. I think they would, bro. I think that if they had that defense with CJ with CJ Stratt, oh man, that team blowing Michigan now. That team beating Georgia. That team beating Alabama. That team beating Washington. That team beating Texas. That team beating any team that step in front of them. like. I'm super confident on that. Like that, they would look like that 2020 Alabama team with Devontae Smith, but better. Um. So yeah, Kyle McCord, you're in for approval year. Hey, another quarterback in for approval year. Of course, I'm a, I'm a hit it also. Tyler Van Dyke. He mm. didn't. I mean, I already said it earlier. He was. He was up and down last year. Um, you know, they started out the year pretty solid. Him and him and him and Miami. Uh, but you know, as the season went on, he didn't get better. He kind of got worse. Miami got worse. They had to had that whole thing happen against who was it? Georgia Tech. That was super funny. Where Mario Cristobal didn't call the timeout. Um, but you know, now now he's in Wisconsin. And if it's any amount of draft stock left in Tyler Van Dyke, he has to save it this season. He 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 has to save it this season because remember he was like projected to be like a first round draft pick after his he first was. for like his first year uh, for real playing. Um, but yeah, he's in it for proving, especially with Wisconsin. You know what they're trying over there with Luke Fickle, and they're trying to air it out more. Yeah, I feel like Tyler Van Dyke is in a prove year. He has proved to where it's times where hey, I can look very good. It's also times where I can look very bad. Um, so he's in for prove year. You know, I really, I really wish um Dante Moore was starting because I feel like he'd be in for prove year. But since he's not. I couldn't put him on my list. But I feel like another proof year quarterback. I'm staying in the Big Ten. Illinois, Luke Altmaier. This is his proof of year. Ole Miss transfer. Went over to Illinois last year. Was eh to begin the season. Midway through the season, he was he, he started to get better. You know, you can see the progressions. Then end of the season, of course, he got hurt. Uh, John Pat took over the starting job. He looked better than uh, Luke Altmaier did for the most part. And then now it's like, okay, you're the full starter. We got a freshman quarterback, but you're the full starter. Um, you know, we're not bringing in no transfer quarterback for you. Um, he has, what, two more years after this upcoming season, I believe. So he's he, – so it's like, hey, you know, starting at a power five level, this is your last chance to do it. Because if you don't, Illinois is going to do what? They're going to replace you. They're going to bring in a new quarterback. You're probably going to hit the portal. 
and you're probably going to go somewhere else. Like he's definitely in for proof of year. Um, but yeah, that that those that like my top three candidates. So, alrighty, so guys that I think that are going to be on prove it years this year, uh, as as it pertains to their fan bases. Let me see who do I want to who do I want to start with first. I have a couple guys in mind. Uh, a few guys I'm not so sure of. I, I literally just had it. Somebody I had on the back of my mind. Just do do you fight Jalen Daniels is in the proof year? He he was somebody I almost put on the list, but I think I'm like he's been good. Yeah, he's just he's always been, injured. He's been injured. injured. Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 been injured an awful lot. Um, who's Will Howard is going to be on the prove it year this year? Mm, you know, I thought about doing that, but I was like, oh no, because I'm like they had common core. He's got year, everything. So like he had a good year last year, but everything's in front of him. You saw how critical Ohio State fans were of Cal McCord, right? And I think some yeah. of the Cal McCord issues were. Yo, you cannot allow quarterback competitions to bleed into the regular season. Like, do I have to be looking over my shoulder nonstop? You're going to see the difference in having all season preparing as a guy. Will be the guy this season. Kyle McCord is going to be a top five passer this year in college football. So Will Howard, just because of everything he has, in my opinion, is going to be a guy on a prove it year. <laughs> Will Rogers. At Washington, is going to have to have a prove a year. He's lucky because the fan base don't know him the way that the fan base in Mississippi does. But you look at his season last season, it, it was abysmal. Life hasn't been great. Granted, the team kind of did him dirty in many ways. They brought in, you know, Mike Wright from Vandy, but that, that's their prerogative. They do what they want. So we've seen a guy who's had 70% passing percentage before in an air raid system. He should be in an air raid system this year with Washington. So I believe he's on a prove it year as well. And then there's somebody that completely slipped my mind, bro. I can't think of it. And it's really aggravating me right now. You know how you try to go through Drew Allen, there we go. Drew, yes, yes, bro, he, you he, ran he, my he mind. Was, he was also somebody that's gonna be on my list. I was like, man, but I feel like, man, it was it was also some of Penn State's fault to why he couldn't do it. Yeah, I I agree that the Penn State playing not to lose is weird, bro. Because I, I seen him, I seen him do it time and time again in the James Franklin era. I can't believe out of one hundred and thirty. 435 teams in the NCAA. You guess exactly who I was thinking. Drew Aller. Yes, he's on a prove it year this year. Because we heard so much about him heading into this season. I don't think he underwhelmed. I also don't think he overwhelmed. But I also think that the program held him back as well. But I think Penn State fans are going to start getting very frustrated based on this season. Because you got some new teams coming to town, man. You got USC. You got UCLA. You got Washington. And you got Oregon. And, you know, Penn State's been able to kind of be the third best team, even though it was in the toughest side of the division. 
Uh, no more divisions in the Big Ten. So, yeah, True Aller is on a prove-it year. And I think that fan base is going to get real irritated with James Franklin this year if they don't see the results. Question. So, I said I almost put Jalen Daniels and Drew Aller on my list. I didn't. Um, mm. You know, also, um, I was also thinking about, like, DJU. Is he an improved year also? Um, I, th- I, almost, I thought about it. Yeah, I, I almost put him it. on my list. I was like, you know, this is FSU is going to be his last stop, in my opinion. Like, that's going to be really his, top. His, his dad, Big Dave, is a, is a friend of the network. Um, he, he and Nino talk often. And DJU has to get that completion percentage up. I think he's with the right people when Alex Atkins... They're going to help him out. They're going to make, you know, the reads easier. They're going to give him high completion type plays, but yeah, he has to get that percentage up. I'm not saying it got to be 70, but it got to be 64, 65. So awesome. in many ways, yes, he's going to prove it because Florida State knows him. It's not like, you know, Will Rogers going from the SEC to now the Big Ten. You know, this DJU going from the Pac-12 back to the ACC. These teams know him. So how much has he grown, you know, since leaving Clemson and going to Corvallis and then coming back to Tallahassee? How much has he grown? So, yeah, I will say DJ use on the pool. Also, what about K Klubnik? I get upset with K Klubnik. Not because I get upset with him. I just... Didn't think heading to last year. And I said this the moment after I went to the spring game. They, don't ha- they didn't have enough pieces on the outside. They don't. But they haven't for the past three years. Yeah, they haven't for the past yeah, three years. Get, get him somebody that can go out there and create separation, go out there and make plays, and allow Gary Riley to be comfortable at calling plays as offensive coordinator. But is it a proven year? Yeah. Clemson is used to winning. They're used to dominating in the ACC. And he was the number one quarterback in his class. Yeah, Actually, he was. Actually, when he was number one ranked recruit in his class, he might have been. He was. He was. He was. So this is a guy who we know. Like, we were talking about K. Klubnik on college football kickoff. I remember we were talking about, well, you know, DJ, you better get his act together because there's a kid named K. who's coming to town. Yeah. Yeah, you would have to say he's on a prove year because those fans down there in Clemson know football, bro. They talk football. They t- they talk football differently in the South, man. They really do. And yeah, I'm I'm telling you, bro. Yes, is he on a prove it year? Yes. Is it all of his fault? No, not not at all. I mean, if 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 the if the if the head coach would just use the transfer portal, man, Keon Coleman was out there to get give him the money he want. Go get him. But I like that list. Um, I, I do want to say something, though. I think in Tennessee, and from what I saw in a bowl game, I, I have to do an omission. So I did uh, Tennessee's path to winning the SEC. I did a video last year. And um, I thought Joe Milton would be a stud there. Wasn't terrible by any stretch of the imagination. But I think they had a guy, Nico, that they should have let loose a little bit earlier in the season. And what I seen from the bowl game, other than, you know, 
some of their wide receivers not helping the bro out. He's electric. And their strength and conditioning program is pretty damn solid because he, he gained a little weight while he was down there too. So I'm, I'm interested to see, you know, will he gain another like five to seven pounds? Nothing crazy, but you can see it on certain people, especially when they, they're tall and slender like him. Do you think the hype on company kind of robbed him a little bit by not giving him the keys sooner? Somewhat. Um, but I can't understand like making him wait for the keys. Uh, but I feel like I feel like it always does rob that person of it. Like just making them wait and making the fans wait. It does. It's a it's a dangerous move. Because what Dante Moore did, Nico could have very well did as well. Yeah. So that's why you have you have to be extremely careful when you're when you're doing that because you you just don't know what players are going to do. Yes, yeah. you can get this 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 highly touted recruit, but I don't know. So Jalen, I want I want to start a new series on our show called Coaches Approval Ratings. I think in season this is something that we can. Kind of have a, a weekly thing. I think it'll, it'll kind of be cool to have like a weekly staple segment at least once a week on our show. So I want you to give me your top 10 coaches approval ratings. This is rankings. I'm sorry. This is your first one of the year. We'll probably revisit this after spring ball. But uh, you want to go from 10 to 1? Or how did you act, Or how did you set it up? Well, I set it from 1 to 10. 1 to 10? Okay, um, do your thing. Do your thing. Yeah. Okay, so number one, I could have put Kirby Smart. Didn't I said Dan Lanning? I didn't want to put Kirby Smart. I feel like that was too obvious. Like, who, oh man, I'm not happy with Kirby Smart. Yeah, you're you're you're, you're approved of, of of Kirby Smart. I'm sorry, Dan Lanning is number one. I don't think um, any coach in America has the job security you have, and it sounds crazy because he hasn't won a uh, national title. But the folks in Eugene are real happy with Dan Lanning. Yeah, really happy with him. So I, I can certainly see that. Yeah, I said that because, like, I mean, you look at the first season. Of course, he didn't be Washington, didn't 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 be uh, Oregon State, didn't be Georgia. Okay, um, but we had a good season, you know. If, if I'm an Oregon fan, second season this season or well, this past season, also Washington twice, beat Oregon State, um, one win away from the college football playoffs, a couple. You know, you you probably two kick field goals away from making it to the college football playoffs. That's a fact. You know, if you don't go for a fourth down, uh, fourth and goal twice against Washington the first time, you know, you make the college football playoffs. But in uh, the way he's recruiting, I feel like he's recruiting better than Crystal Ball, even though Crystal Ball is a great recruiter. Uh, I, I feel like he's recruiting better than Crystal Ball. Uh, I should have did my research on, like, the recruiting class, but if I'm not mistaken, he, he, he has the highest class. Like, I feel like if I'm not mistaken, his higher his highest class is higher than Crystal Ball's class uh, of any at Oregon. Mm. Um, but yeah, I feel like like there's no way you don't like Dan Lanning if you're an Oregon fan. And uh, another approval, Alex Golish, man, USF was not in a good place. Um. They was like a team that was good when they had Quentin Flowers. And it was like, oh, okay. Lost Quentin Flowers. I forget who they hired after Quentin Flowers. Uh uh wasn't their head not head, wasn't their quarterback. Um 
they hired like who was it, like Willie Taggart? I feel like um maybe it wasn't Willie Taggart. Was Kevin Sumley might have been. Um, yeah, I think it was something because uh I think Taggart was at was it FIU or FAU? I always get them confused. FAU. It was FAU. Mm-hmm. I remember his son always being in the State 14, yeah. being a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I mean Alice Golish, I remember when when he was an Illinois coaching staff. So funny now that he's a good head coach. Um, but yeah, USF was not in the best spot last year, or not last year, but no, actually, year you're right. Goals it was, uh, Willie Taggart, uh, 2013, 2016. Uh, Charlie Strong, Jeff Scott, Charlie Strong, and then Charlie uh, Strong is the one coach. I'm thinking of. I'm a fan. I'm a huge fan of Alex Golish. I think a lot of people gave Josh Heupel credit last year for what Alex Golish did. He schemed yeah. the hell out of that 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 team last year. Um, but yeah, I mean, seven and six. Uh, man, they almost put off. Up, they almost put off an upset against Bama. <laughs> really, if you, if you watch that game, that was, yeah, a crazy that, was a, game. that was a good game. The weather. It was a weather delay. If you remember. Such such a such a crazy game, but that I think that either that was the week or the week before that there was wet like three weather delays. I was in one at Virginia Tech. I ended up leaving. I'm like I'm not waiting five hours, and I got a three and a half hour ride home. Mm-mm. Yeah, um, but yeah, I feel like what he's done at USF in his one year has been good. Like especially when you look at like okay, like their program wasn't doing the best before he got there. Like I feel like hey, what what he's done in his one year has been good. And if you're a USF fan. You have something to be happy about, my man. Seventy six last year with the with the way he schemed up, with the way he coached, man. With the, with the players he bringing in, hey, maybe we can win eight games. Maybe we can win nine games. Um, I'm not gonna put you to ten, but yeah. Uh, number three in my approval rankings, GJ Khan. Mm. Next state, you know. Um, I know they just lost Jaden Delore as their quarterback. He transferred, uh, or he he, he uh pulled away. For, he he withdrew from the school after uh, transferring there uh, due to some legal things. But um, but he's been there for one season with eight and five in twenty twenty three. Recruited T J Finley. He uh, I like the way he kind of used Hornsby last season. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we said I think at Arkansas State now, but it's 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 what happened to him is heartbreaking because he he's a dynamic runner. Yeah. So, like I really, like I really like the way he is. Like he's he's using the portal to. Like his strength, like he's really using the portal. Like, I mean, like you see lots of small schools be like, man, we don't like, or small school fans be like, man, you know, we don't really like the portal because it takes this, that, and a third away. Um, you know, it takes our best player that we had last year. You know, if he's returning, oh, he's gonna leave. But it's like, hey, Con, hey, he's a hey. QJ is like, okay, or uh, QJ, G, 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 GJ is like, okay. We're going to take some of their players, too. It might not be their best players, but we're going to take some of their players. Why? Because their players is going to have more talent than some of the players that these schools are bringing in from recruiting uh, high schools. That's a great point. Yeah. like So I really like the way 
yeah, like he's doing. And I feel like, hey, we're a coach. Yeah. There's there's no way you. I mean, if you're a Texas State fan, you're, there's no reason why you do not like him. But like, you know, he's done of one year at, at Texas State. Hey, he's been really good. Another one. Number four, Lane Kiffin. I know he hasn't been able to get to the playoffs. I know he hasn't been all that well uh, in certain games. You know, he hasn't been able to get to the playoffs. Hasn't got to the SEC championship game yet. But, um, I mean, when you look at, like, the roster he's building, the recruits he's bringing in from Transportal and just recruiting, he's, you know, there's it, it, an Ole Miss fan can't be mad because, Hey, this isn't a four-year thing. When you're in the SEC, this can't that you you aren't just gonna win a championship in four years. You know, um, I think it took Kirby somewhere what five years, maybe, to win a championship there. And he was at Georgia. Georgia was good before. Like, I mean, I guess Ole Miss was good before Lane Kiffin, but Georgia was like, you know, always like a like one less loss away from being in in the college football playoffs. One less one less loss away. From being in national championship contention with uh under um who was it Mark Wright, Mark Rick whatever his name was I, for, I forget his name uh, Georgia head coach before Kirby, um but uh, you look at Lane it's like hey he's kind of on that trajectory whereas hey, this season might be the right year and I feel like you know with this team and the season they had last year and the way it ended against a win against Penn State like hey you have you if I'm I'm an Ole Miss fan. I'm happy because it's like, okay. And you didn't leave for Alabama? Oh, man. Right. Oh, man. You didn't leave for Alabama? Okay. Hey, you know, we might have you friend. <laughs> Number five was Kyle Whittingham. You know, feel like, I mean, he's been in Utah so long, it's, it's, it's hard. Hard to be mad at my I man. I get last year, you know, they were a little bit overrated. I ain't gonna lie, they were a little bit overrated. The whole Ken Rodney situation was kind of weird. It was like, oh, is, 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 is he out for, for, for eight weeks or is he day to day? We don't know. Um, but yeah, Kyle Whittingham, he, he coached that team up last season. He's always been able to get the best out of his players. Um, and I feel like, yeah, if you're a Utah fan and you know you weren't happy with the way the season ended last year. You know, sometimes you got to look at the roster and be like, well, it's only so much you can do with this roster. You know, of course, you're not going to make it to the college playoffs. It's, it's only so much you can do. Um, and, you know, that's why I got Whittingham there. After Whittingham, Mike Norvell. Man, <laughs> Mike Norvell. I, I was, I was, I was, um, I'm going to put him over with him and Kiffin, but I was like, ah, uh, okay. You, you had what th- two bowl seasons at uh Florida State, you know. Florida State fans, um, probably not happy with being snowed out of college football playoffs, still. You know, they're probably like, Oh man, if we would have got in, we would have had a chance. You know, we only lost to Georgia by 60 because all our players entered the thing. Like, okay, sure. Um, but I mean, when, when Mike Norvell has been able to do at FSU, has been good. Um, when he got there, it was not left in the in the best of places. It wasn't the FHU stage when they had Bobby Bowden. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, Mike Norvell has got there. He, I think, what, his third season there, he won 10 games. Um, Then this season, I mean, of course, he went undefeated, won the ACC championship game, lost in the bowl game. But it's like, man, we we this close, you know. We Hey, another year or two, you know, maybe we get to that national title game, you know. Um, now it's going to be a... Eh, is it going to be a lot harder because um, the playoffs the way it's set up? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not really a big fan of the way the the new playoffs are. Number what seven? Lance Leopold. Mm. And I say that because, man, Katie, you know how down bad Kansas was. Kansas yeah. was not that great before Leopold got there. <laughs> like consistently, like a two win, three win type team. You remember that Blue year? Basketball school. Period. Yeah, yeah. You you remember that year they played Oklahoma? I think it was the Spencer Riley, Caleb Williams year, and they were like, "Hey, fans! If I'm not mistaken, fans was able to get in free after like halftime or something like that because they were surprised that they was close against Oklahoma. Nobody was really there." Nobody was really there. It was just like, hey, if I'm not mistaken, fans got in free after halftime or something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, what he's done there, what he—I forget the record last year, um, yeah, last season. But what his first season there went? I believe he went what, like eight and five, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, they've been ranked what. Each, if I'm not mistaken, with the past two seasons, they've been ranked. They've been good. Um, so, I I feel like, hey, um, no way Kansas fan is mad at, at, at uh, the way Lance Leopold has coached. There, there's no reason to not like Lance Leopold. There's no reason to, to not approve Lance Leopold. Uh, after Lance Leopold got Willie Fritz. Mm. Tulane? Like, you know, he's, I mean, the past two seasons, like, he's really bought out when it comes to coaching. Um, it, I don't know how good they're going to be next year. I haven't really dove into Tulane's roster and, like, the whole recruiting stuff. But I feel like, hey, with Fritz, you kind of just gotta trust him. You you, you kind of gotta trust him at this point. Um, that's the way I feel. Then, you know, I was thinking about putting DeBoer on the list. Then I was like, man, I was doing it. I was like, man, Alabama fans wouldn't be happy. They wouldn't approve until he wins a championship, probably. Like, yeah, they're all excited because this, that, and the third, but. They probably wouldn't approve until he wins a championship. That's so true. So, yeah. Um, you know, after Fritz, I had Josh Heupel. Um, I know Tennessee wasn't the best uh, last year, especially Joe Milton wasn't really the best. Um, but like you look at it, uh, they've been able to win games. I think they won what like nine games this past season? Um, what were they the number one ranked team this season before? 
Remember they lost to Georgia? They got smoked by Georgia. They beat Alabama. Was they the number one ranked team at that time? It was after they beat Alabama and before they played were, Georgia. Were they the were they the number one team? Uh what week was that again? I think when they beat I think when they beat Tennessee, it was like week five. I mean when they beat Alabama it was week five. When they played Georgia, it was like week seven. Yes, that was okay. November fifth, twenty twenty two. I done, that was before the college football playoff. Oh no, no, no one week five. It, it this right. was like week seven. Probably so, yeah, then, so they could they could they no. I think it'd be Bama. Were they number one in the A? No, I don't think they were number one in the A. People, I think Georgia was. But you can continue, and and I'm gonna go research it. Okay, but yeah, I mean, I feel like what he's done at Tennessee with the way his offense is, hey, his offense is to me quarterback friendly. Um, his offense is pretty good at scoring points, and I mean, I feel like he got Tennessee in a good place. You know, go Rocky mm-hmm. Top. Uh, Chris Kleiman is nine. Feel like he. I, I mean, I wasn't sure he was gonna have him on there. Brought over from uh, North Dakota State, was very good in FCS. I remember he was high. I was like, man, I don't know how good he's gonna do, but he's been uh he's been pretty good. He's been pretty good. Um what they if I'm not mistaken, they went to a Big 12 championship with him. I don't remember if they won that with him. Um but yeah, he's been he been very they good. Did. Uh, they they did. Then they beat TCU. Yes. Yeah. 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 They did. Yeah. They did. I remember that. I they they did. Um. But yeah, Chris Thomas. I mean, he has disappointed. Like Kansas State has been year in year out. I feel like a good team under him. Uh, I think this first year where they went eight and five was like nineteen. Um, one to one. I think they went like they won eight games again. Uh, but yeah, they won, I believe, 10 games the year they beat TCU. Then they won what nine games last year? Like, Kansas State is going to be this this program that wins a championship, probably. But what Chris Kleiman has them, you have to be happy. And then number 10 the is Kirsten Eddie. Oh, I'm interested to hear yeah. this one. The AP poll had Ohio State and Tennessee tied for second. On the October 30th uh, poll. Mm, so okay. That's interesting. So yeah, they were they were almost one. Kirk Signetti, I, I want to hear this. I said Kirk Signetti because I was I was like, why you think I want the state is 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 happy to get him? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's not a reason not to be happy. Like right. he's won everywhere. Yeah, he's, he's won. He was coaching his butt off at Jam. He um, was. Undefeated for a while, like he's he what what like won eight games his first year Jamie coach won what, eleven games last year lost that one against App State um but like well he would have been ranked what back to back years if um it wasn't for that stupid rule he would have made a ball Yo, game his first year so when you when they were in the dumb. FBS right. It's so dumb. <laughs> he would 
Yeah, he would have made the bowl game his first year when the uh, GMU was in the FBS. Um, but I feel like we're Indiana. Like, do you remember they looked good at their uh, Tom Allen that one year when they had Michael when, when Michael Penix like was setting the world on fire. Boom! Touchdown! Touchdown! He was throwing them, uh-huh. and then it was like, okay, Tom Allen, you're fired. Um, the other head coach after him fired. Now it's like, man. Uh, you know, and not not they not looking like a good basketball school. Mike Mike Woodson might get fired. Um, so the fans probably not happy if you're a basketball and football fan. But then it's like, hey, Kirsten Eddie is he's at, he's jam you. He's pretty dang good. Um, and I feel like he he's if it was a coach I was going to hire this all season that was a group of five coach. Kirsten Eddie would have been. Top three on my list. So I feel like hey, Indiana fans, you gotta be happy with that. But yeah, those, those, those are my approval ratings. So any honorable mention coaches that are just outside of the top 10 that you know, depending, you know, how the spring camp go, depending on, you know, how fan bases are viewing these coaches, depending on, you know, how exciting these programs are. Um, is anybody that you think that can sneak into that uh top 10 for the next one you do? Um, maybe Brian Kelly, depending on like, yeah, you know, as they go into training camp or f- spring camp, you know, depending on how like the defense looks. Cause I mean, we all know that their defense last year was right, arrow bull. And will they be able to run a b- rock with, with a running back? <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, like, um, <laughs> oh, but like, I was like, man, Brian Kelly, he might, he might be on the list, you know, he's, Doing good things. Um, was able to beat Bama. Um, but you know, I don't I, f- I feel like LSU was so harsh with their coach because you gotta get over that hump. I feel like for LSU, like really love you. Like Ed Orgeron. Um, but I don't know if they loved Ed Orgeron by the time he he was getting ready, he nah. was getting ready to get fired. Yeah, they wanted um, yeah, they wanted him gone. And I mean, another one was uh Fran Brown. We talked about him earlier. You know, I feel like he his. I mean, you talked about like his interview, but I feel like um he's been recruiting well there. Like you know, he's been in some races with like lots of uh high four star recruits. So like I feel like Syracuse fans should be happy. You know, he he. I feel like he could be the one that like consistently gets Syracuse to bowl games. I love it. Like I said, I can't wait till we update this list after spring camp. I can't wait to see how Jalen ranks this list. So before we get out of here, Jalen, you know how we do. You get the last word. Talk to me about something that's been on your mind. Hmm. YouTube algorithm. Man, they're shaky. Uh, don't, don't, get, <laughs> you know. don't get me started, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, shoot! It'd be so funny how like how how how, how like you can have like a consistently good two weeks of videos that like do like decent amount of views, and it's like okay, you release another video, it's like man, oh, not, uh, fifty views. Oh, okay. Like I don't like 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 you know I don't really know what's the difference between this video and that video when it comes to pushing out the uh the video and the algorithm, but okay, I'll take it. Um. Oh well. Yeah, you know that's what been on my mind. Um. Also, hey, 
Check out KT at DCFB Nation on YouTube, DCFBNation.com on Google. Just search it up. Um, at DCFB Nation uh, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, go check out my YouTube channel, Just Jalen. I mean, I'm, I also make the uh, college football video. Hey, KT, I'm working on one, probably one of my best college football videos uh, yet. So. Jalen does this thing where he'll tell you what he won't tell you what's it about. <laughs> you go out to wait to see it until the video's out. So I, I can't wait for it. Like the minute I get the notification, I, I'm going straight to it. Uh, I'm also about to start releasing uh, videos on my Governor College Football channel. I've had it there. It's kind of just been stewing for a while. I think uh, I did a short on there before, but I'm just going to start releasing a lot more content on there. My my goal in building CFB Nation was to make a platform like a liaison for all things college football. It's starting to get to where it, it's supposed to be at. We want to have a plethora of team-oriented based shows. I think I'm going to add a Colorado show. So, Jalen, feel free to join me on that project if you would like. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to start releasing a lot more stuff on the Governor of College Football YouTube channel. So, y'all check that out as well. As I always like to say, there are no moral victories in a sport that is surviving in advance. That's why college football has the greatest regular season. And until next time, hey, Jalen, where are theme music? <laughs>